How's it, internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. You notice I messed that up last week? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did uh, where everything is made up and there are no points. <laughs> it's just sort of hardwired into my brain. It definitely is. So, Rod, I haven't seen you in ages, man. Yes, dude, it's good to have you back. Yeah, You've been on weeks, the road. Two weeks of craziness. First, uh, I actually got into Cape Town, I think it was the Saturday, the week before SharePoint Saturday. Spent some time with the locals down in Cape Town. Interesting bunch. Uh, traffic is horrendous. People cannot drive in Cape Town, and that's coming from a Cape Townian. And then we had, we had a fairly decent SharePoint Saturday in Cape Town. It rained, so people didn't... The usual numbers didn't pitch up, but overall we had over 200 through the door, so it's still good numbers. It's like the force has been restored in the SharePoint community across Cape Town, Joburg, and Durban. Numbers are what they're supposed to be in Joburg, finally. Uh, numbers are what they're supposed to be in Cape Town because it's Lobstadt, and then numbers are what they are in Durban. So I'm very, very, very stoked with the, the turnout. Yeah, it's an exciting time for information workers in South Africa. No, a phenomenal turnout. So you've brought us another interview today. Yes, uh, we went up the coast, like we spoke about, I think. We were up the coast when we did last week's podcast. Uh, we, did, we came live to you from George, speaking to the guy responsible for Microsoft services at George Municipality, Stefan Janssen van Vieren. And then we chatted to two other guys that were on uh, the road trip with us. And I managed hashtag to, Red Bus. Yes, hashtag Red Bus. And I managed to catch up with another two guys. Uh, I think it was Matt Hughes from the UK. Interesting guy. He's got a couple of companies that he owns. And he's quite a good SharePointer. And then Vlad Christenunununu, because I cannot pronounce his surname, who is Mr. SharePoint Architecture. Awesome. Let's cross to them now. It's day two of our AOS road trip in the Red Bus. Hashtag Red Bus. We are in Jeffreys Bay. Uh, just about settled in, and I've got two of our, our speakers with me today. So, to first and foremost, Matt Hughes, all the way from the UK, and then we've got Vlad Klesonunu, um, <laughs> the the Romanian Canadian, um, and that rhymes. Matt. Uh, yes, hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. What is there to know, really? Uh, I'm a business owner. I have a couple of businesses. And um, I'm a SharePoint guy at heart. And I also run the Office 365 user group, which is coming back. Okay, so how did you get into the space that you're in today? Uh, where did you start? What do you enjoy? Why are you still sticking around? Um, what did I get into today or what did I get into SharePoint-wise? How many times do I, have to, do I need to make it clear your first language is English? Yes, but yours clearly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so uh, the hecklers are back. <laughs> Um, uh, let's go with SharePoint. Should we do that? Yeah. Right, because it's quite a, a funny story. Um, basically, I um, I was asked by my boss at the time. I was working for a school, and um, we were making the website, the public-facing website, and I was instantly thought of WordPress. Uh, and the uh, the my boss said to me, "Oh, forget about WordPress. Why don't you try SharePoint?" And I said, "Oh no, it's rubbish. It's a Microsoft product." Um, and uh, when uh, because we had good licensing, it was cheap. I went and uh, installed it using the wizard. 
You don't need to look at me like that. I installed well, it using he, the wedding. He just, he just died inside. I know. A, I kitten a lot of people died. listening died. A kitten died. He threw up in his, in his mouth. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I didn't know what it was at all. No research into it at all, really. So I just thought I'd, I'd spin it up, install it, and um, and then I built a public-facing website to SharePoint Designer, branded it. Yeah, but your background is IT, though. So I mean, custom deal. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm actually a, kind of network admin. Um, so I was managing servers that's, and stuff. That's that two part. strikes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, network admin, but I'd always been interested in development. So uh, I was doing HTML in my science class when I was 15. Okay. Uh, child project. Yeah, which right now is not that impressive because they do coding a lot at school. But um, no, the, co- the coding at school doesn't compare. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I think they're still doing HTML4 at school now. Uh, so well, yeah. HTML4 was never ratified and they jumped straight to HTML5. So there you go. But um, so yeah, so I, I kind of dabbled in PHP and did a bit of ASP, classic ASP, yeah. ASP.net. Um, but uh, network admin stuff is where the money so, was. So, so you speaking at SharePoint Saturday? Which which one SharePoint Saturday? Well, you've spoken at SharePoint Saturday. Let's yeah, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. What put you What put your session on? Uh, it was on groups, um, which what, is a bit. What of sort a, of groups? Uh, Office three six five groups. Okay. And the reason why is because I used to speak on branding. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the branders will say it's not dead, but it kind of is. You know, um, we used to make fun of people that did branding that uh, had uh, the logo in the top left. Yeah. That was kind of the end of the branding story. Yeah. Um, yet most of the people that I work with or for now, um, that's the le- length they go branding-wise. Yeah. So I kind of thought I needed something different to talk about. Office 365 groups was the was the obvious choice for me because I was very interested in groups and planner and all the wonderful things that was included. So when we met in Washington, what were you, what were you doing in 2012? Uh, 2012, I was working for the school still. Oh, it was the school thing. Uh, oh, no, I wasn't. I was working for Combined Knowledge, so all I was right. a, a SharePoint trainer. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. I, don't think, I think I'd just started. Um, so I'd done a few sessions. I did the European SharePoint Conference. Um, well, it wasn't called it. It was called Best Practices. I BBC. Think. Yeah, which there was, was one it, in the US and one in uh, Bull English and uh, yeah, yeah. So Steve did Karen. the one in in um, London. I, I remember those. There was a couple of those. Yeah. So I had to, and that's the thing. When I first installed SharePoint uh, and did the um, the website, about two months later, I went to the first of those conferences in London, and I remember I think it was Spence stood on stage and said. Uh, those guys that install it with the wizard and that everyone laughed in the room and I was sitting there thinking, that's me. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, and then two years later, I spoke at that conference. Uh, in fact, the year later, I spoke at that conference on the community. Vlad, any commentary on taking the configuration with I don't know what to say. It's, uh... <laughs> the fact that he's still in the bus with us. Yeah. It's, it's quite, quite worrisome. Don't worry, I discovered PowerShell and everything was good in the world. Yeah, but you come from a training background, so you that's PowerShell level one and... Yeah, so I just pretend to know how okay. to use PowerShell. Yeah. Yeah. So Vlad, uh, welcome. Thanks for coming Thank out you. to South Africa. You are the only one on the trip that's been there since Johannesburg. Yes, one full month in Africa. Yeah, yeah you spent some time in Mozambique and there were no penguins. Madagascar. Madagascar. Mozambique. Not Mozambique, yeah. So just uh, for the listeners, just a little bit of background. How you started, where you went, uh, what you did, and how did you get to yourself? yourself to where you are today? Sure. Well, I started out of college. I joined a small consulting company. It was only about 10 people. And I joined as a junior network admin. Okay, another one. 
Yeah, not everyone. <clears throat> I know it's doing bad here. But the advantage of working in a small consulting company is that I had access to everything. Exchange, SharePoint, SQL. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those big companies. So this was two years ago because before that you were a baby. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's right. like right before your retirement. Yeah. Uh, but I, I made a comeback, so that's okay. okay I came cool. out of early retirement to come spend time <laughs> with you guys. So, yeah. So then it was a SharePoint consulting company. After about six months, I started installing and configuring SharePoint internally. And then I'm like, hey, I kind of like this thing, like doing the migrations doing all this stuff with SharePoint, and then I switched to a SharePoint consultant. Overnight? What? Overnight. Overnight. <laughs> it took a few months. It took a few months of working with SharePoint internally, uh, configuring for internal clients, uh, all the QA firms, all that, and then started doing real clients. So, yeah, it was pretty fun, and I've been doing SharePoint for six years now. Okay. So it's been, it's been quite a while. So between the two of you, I've just been listening to you uh, describe how you got into it. And we spoke about this a couple of years ago regarding how people actually get into SharePoint. And it's, it's interesting to listen to you, the two of you. So back in the old days, uh, when uh, you were about eight, the concept of knowledge management, knowledge management fundamentals was the driving force behind everything and one of the reasons why SharePoint exists today. So how do you how do you go about? I mean, both of you are fairly young, and you got into SharePoint from a technology perspective, and you worked with the product. How do you see knowledge management from back in the day? I mean, both of you are millennials. I'm the old boy in the room, and we approach SharePoint from a knowledge management perspective, or any product really, and we still have a lot of that. Do you find that in your space, based on the fact that you didn't? approach it from a knowledge management perspective that you need to understand knowledge management? Have you, have you looked at knowledge management principles? Uh, I guess it's a funny thing because um, you're talking about from the approach. My approach was uh, I was a techie. It's a Microsoft product. So I, was, I would install it and treat it like a technical product yeah. and something that the IT team should manage. Um, I think, well, even things like content types I didn't find out about until about 18 months into using yeah, SharePoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's only uh, really, for, from my perspective, it's only really going to conferences, user groups, um, and various different uh, events like that, that actually I understood what knowledge management was. Before that, I was just, it was just data that lived in there. Sort of used to live in a file lives. share, and, and, and that's it, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely didn't think about knowledge management. It was more, we needed to store some data somewhere. Uh, you, it was on the file share, but that was pretty bad. Um, Web-based seemed to be the logical next step. All right. You, and your stuff, Vlad? Uh, well, it's a bit different for me because I didn't work with any other tools before SharePoint yeah. doing knowledge management. So compared to a bunch of other SharePoint people, I never used the old Lotus Notes. I didn't use Documentum or, or any of the other technologies. But And I'm an IT pro, so yeah. most of the stuff I do is install, configure, upgrade out of the box, so I don't do that much stuff that... On the front end. On the, on the <coughs> front end or doing... It's like I'm really on the technical side, but I think that SharePoint really uh, helps companies and the fact that I get to attend so many conferences, I get to learn from a bunch of other people of how you should manage knowledge in SharePoint and something that I didn't 
as an IT pro, I didn't really care about so much before. But as we're moving more to Office 365 and as there's less IT pro stuff, there's less installs, less configures and all that, I'm starting to go more into that, how to use SharePoint, how to get the best out of SharePoint and how to use out-of-the-box SharePoint the most. So I think that's where... Well, you should actually ask Tracy for some tips on how to use SharePoint because clearly you only know how to install SharePoint. I heard she knows there's things or two about SharePoint, but mostly like Yammer. I heard she's a Yammer MVP or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, though. I think when you come from an IT background, um, you you don't think necessarily about how the people actually use the thing. Yeah. You install it, do your job, give it to them, and then off you go. And I think um, what the user groups do really well is they give you an insight into intermission. So Vlad, Yammer, you seem to have a bone to pick with Yammer. Uh, I'm surprised it's still there. Well, it's a first-class citizen, though. It's starting to get more integrated into Office 365, but I think that instead of Microsoft evolving Yammer as a product, they're taking a lot of the concepts that make Yammer good and integrating them into other Microsoft products. For example, groups. Yeah. All the conversations, they used to be in groups in Yammer. Now they're in groups. Uh, the praising people. That used yeah. to be a Yammer feature that went into Delve. Yeah. So I think Microsoft liked the Yammer idea, liked what Yammer was doing, but instead of evolving Yammer as a, a loan product, yeah. they're working more towards getting those good features and integrating them in a better way into Office 365 because I don't know anyone that really... Well, I know only like two people in the world that actually love Yammer. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> All those two people, they need to be shot. <laughs> Yammer I'm, I'm not going to name them then. <laughs> So they obviously work for the product group. So, yeah, the Yammer stuff around the conversations. SharePoint didn't really have a outside of discussion groups. Didn't really have a space for uh, collaboration. If you look at what Facebook's doing now with Facebook for work or Facebook for business, they're actually moving into the Yammer space. If you think about it realistically, that's yeah. that's what they're doing. Um, they're doing more informal collaboration than. Um, segmented collaboration like you normally get using a content type to store comments or something. I think the problem with, with SharePoint before, which actually is a good thing now, the, the problem with SharePoint before is it, it was always behind the curve with the release cycle that happened. Yeah. Um, by 2010, some of the social stuff was good in 2010, but not great. and it, But it was still way behind the curve. So when people started to use it for social stuff, it was just rubbish. You know, Facebook was really getting traction and everything. Um, whereas now, it's a, a service in Office 365. Um, the updates can come quick. And they can start to move some of this stuff quick. Um, so, I think the reason why the social stuff was rubbish and why they bought them in the first place is because they were just too far behind. And those three-year release cycles were just too long to make any real difference. I know they have service packs and they make a bit of a change, but... If you remember tagging and stuff that was in there, you know, it was either poorly in implemented or um, people just didn't use it. So I think it now at least it's matured. Even as funny as it is, the like button on the on the conversations, these little things do make a big difference when it comes to actually using it. Well, if we look at guys like uh, Vlad and that 
funny age group, you know, that just been potty trained. Um, they they used to they used to using Facebook. It's probably why one. Yeah, why totally. Facebook went into the business world. Yeah. To do to monetize more, although they make a bucket load of money. But uh, I'm sure Vlad will use um, Yammer now that it looks a lot more like Facebook and it's integrated with other systems. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, most of my clients still use the. Most of my clients are on prem, and when they have the choice of using Yammer or using SharePoint on prem, they all go for SharePoint on prem. There's no. If you're on SharePoint on prem, there's no real integration between. Yammer and SharePoint. So the integration is awful. And then a lot of the on-prem customers, they have enterprise agreements for four years and they bought their licenses on-prem. So now they have the choice. So Microsoft comes in and they're like, you can either use SharePoint on-prem social, which has communities, you have the news feed, you have the likes, you have the comments, you have the hashtags, or you can pay $3 per user per month for Yammer. And if you go to a company that has 30,000 users, telling them that, hey, from now on, instead of using the SharePoint stuff that you already paid, you got to pay 90K per month to use Yammer, the discussion most of the time already stops there. It's like, no, no way we're going to pay money for it. And another problem that we have is that Yammer is only hosted in one data center in the world. Really? It's, it's not, they're not able to replicate it into the, all the data centers. So even if we now have a data center in, well, two data centers in Canada, Yammer is still only hosted in the US. So all the customers that only want, that wanted their Office 365 data in their country, they're not using Yammer because Yammer is only hosted in the US. Oh, wow. So that's another one of the problems with Yammer from a legal or compliance point of view. How do you know so much about Yammer? Is this something you're not telling us about? I'm just going to convert Extra, MVP yeah, to Yammer. Yeah. Well, after, after four or five days with a Yammer MVP in the bus, Tracy, and uh, doing a lot of project, client projects that they were looking at Yammer because Microsoft keeps pushing it. Mm. But then we looked at all the downsides of Yammer as well. So that's how I unfortunately know so much about Yammer. <laughs> but, but the thing is, we've talked about this in the bus. I don't want everyone to think that we have just talked about technology in the bus. Um, but we've talked about it in the bus that, and we talked about who's had good experiences with Yammer or seen it um, work. And it's always something that needs someone to lead it. We talked about um, the place where I saw it work really well. There was a comms team, a marketing and a comms team that, that led the discussions. Yeah. And then it worked really well. Um, but I think the problem is we, when we look at creating a collaboration environment in SharePoint, and we say these people need to run these departments and put make sure they put the data in there, etc. We train them. People seem to think that Yammer somehow just because millennials use it and because yeah. it should be easy like Facebook, that they still don't need to support it or have someone leading it. So it gets put in and it just sort of shoe gets shoehorned in. Nobody takes control of it, and then of course it doesn't get used. You know, little little things like putting the news the same things we said with SharePoint. Put your newsletter in SharePoint. Put your expenses report in SharePoint. Okay, we can't put systems like that in Yammer. But if they'd have done, put little things like newsletters that could have been put in there or started some of the discussions in there, talked about projects, maybe it got used more. So why don't you start a Yammer user group? Um, there is one in London, actually. There is, is a, a Yammer user group. Yeah, I don't know. Have you attended any other sessions? No, I don't really. Don't really Talk us through your, your, your new project now around user 
and where you want to go and uh, I know there's yeah, a lot so, happening. So, yeah, so I, I kind of um, not done much community stuff uh, recently. Um, this is one of the major things, I guess. I've been focusing, I've got a media production company, so I've been focusing the last two years really on that. Um, and what this road trip has done is sort of got me really energised about the community again and I, I've kind of felt the community spirit. Everyone's been really positive about it here. I'm not too um, sure if what you felt was spirit, but uh, <laughs> I suppose in the form of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was drunk when I was thinking about it. Yeah, but um, it, but but it's really got me energised, and and Chase has been showing me a three three six five uh, project, which is very good. Um, and so what I thought is that I should start something. We should get. I used to run something called SP three six five, where we've got a bunch of authors. I um, actually do remember it now. Yeah, well, we, we it's when you said about the story of um, how you got into SharePoint, I had a series of uh, asked 10 or 20 people that, and they still are quite popular posts, you know, how did you get into SharePoint? Um, but we ran that for a while, and in 18 months, we got 1.8 million visitors, uh, which is quite a lot, I think. Jeez, um, it is quite a ton. Yeah, yeah, which from nothing, you know, and we didn't have any advertisement or anything. Um, so I thought we'll do something again. We'll, we'll, we'll try the same approach. Uh, we're calling it End User Three Six Five, End User Three Six Five dot com. I didn't want to do anything technical. Um, I'm kind of in a position where I'm help, helping customers and people. And you're not going to use Yammer to host? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> unfortunately on WordPress. Um, but uh, I you say want it to work. That's what you yeah, mean, yeah. right? Yeah, WordPress does the job. It's a good. It's it, when you think about the best blogging platform in the world, WordPress is it. Uh, so we're going to live on there and. Um, and we're looking for authors now. So we're trying to find people that are actually working with customers. Tracy's good because she's a trainer, so she knows the questions that people are asking from an end-user perspective. Um, but anyone can be part of it if they want to. Uh, moving on, your community stuff then. What, what's happening on your side? Uh, what, what's your role in the community? Do you see value in the community? Well, you, yes. Yeah, so there must mm -hmm. be value. Well, I travel four months a year for SharePoint conferences, okay. so I definitely see value. Uh, what I'm working on, uh, working quite on a few stuff uh, right now. I'm, of course, I'm traveling. I'm spending the whole month in South Africa, but I'm also working on a book with another SharePoint MVP called Trevor Seward. Okay. A book for SharePoint ID pros to deploy SharePoint, which should be out by the next of end of next month. And uh, I have quite a few conferences planned up. I'm going in. Uh, Vienna for the big European SharePoint conference. Yeah, I'll be at Vienna. I'm going to SharePoint Live 360, which is a cool conference in Orlando, which is like five conferences into one. They oh, have wow. stuff on. What is that? Is the first week of December. Oh. And they do. They have like a SQL conference, a Windows IT Pro conference, a Visual Studio conference, like something for devs, SharePoint, and uh, something for mobile apps. And it's all like a five into one conference. So. That's so I take it at, with all your traveling, you actually still stay with your parents? Nope. Uh, uh, so they, they actually let you drive? Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll let me drive in Canada. And I like, at least we drive on the good side of the road, not like here in South Africa where you guys are all messed up. Well, we still have to put you in the boot of the trailer mm -hmm. on Friday. Yeah, I'm still waiting to get uh, the VIP boot. The VIP boot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still waiting for that. <laughs> So, Vlad, just in closing, uh, how can people get hold of you? Are you on the Twitterotis? Sure, you can find me at Vlad Catrinescu, which is a really easy to spell. So, uh, <laughs> I'll let Alistair put the, the Twitter in the in the description. Okay. And you can also find my blog at absolute-sherpon.com, where I try to blog a lot of stuff about 
what's to ensure points, certifications, and all that kind of stuff. Well, great. And uh, young Matt? Um, my real, real Last thing, I want to talk about your, your, your media company. Yeah. Before we say goodbye. Okay. Uh, just what is it about? Uh, um, so is, is that PG or? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's product group stuff. Yeah, yeah product. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we um, so the media production company. Um, long story short, I started it with another guy that um, did some good media. So there's two guys in a media production company. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Two guys in a camera. Oh, we just we've just hired a female as well now. So there's two, three of us. Um, anyway, so I started the company um, just to film stuff. I you know I've always been interest in, um, interested in media production stuff. Um, but you do you, you do a lot of conference filming, which I, I'm really yeah really yeah. Interested. So actually, we started it to do promo videos. We, we thought that was the market that we wanted to take, and it it just happened that we that conferences is our biggest thing now. Um, we probably started doing the right things. We we filmed SharePoint Saturday in the UK. That was one of our tester events. I think a week after we started, uh, it was November, and we said to Brett and the guys there, could we come and film it just to test whether we can film a conference. Uh, we then went and did SharePoint uh, Connect in Amsterdam. Okay, yes. Which is now Unity Connect. Um, we then did uh, the European SharePoint Conference. And from there, we've we've done the last two European SharePoint Conferences. And then we'll do Vienna as well. So you're quite happy to travel if companies are looking Yeah, to yeah, totally. We've been to Vegas, Copenhagen, uh, Amsterdam, uh, Vienna, Barcelona. So we, we do get around quite a lot. Toronto, Atlanta, we did the WBC. And you, you were the official SharePoint Saturday Cape Town photographer? Yes, yes. Okay. We've yeah. got some good photos. We, we have that on record now. Yeah. That's troublesome. No, so I, still, so I was busy prepping my slides, which is like all good speakers were in the uh, speaker room prepping. Uh, except that your session was an hour earlier than you originally anticipated. Yeah, actually two hours now, thanks. Still went down so, really well. So how do people get all of you? Uh, so I'm Matt Moo 2 on Twitter, which is my super professional uh, Twitter account. Um, and uh, Matt at Kinetto.com, I guess, is, uh, is the, the best way to do it. Well, guys, really appreciate you coming out to South Africa. Uh, we'll carry on with the tour and great chatting to you. Cheers, up. Thank you for having us. Cheers, cheers. So that was, that was uh, a mildly intoxicated Matthew Hughes. And a very sober Vlad Kristanunu. It was great hearing from them. Um, it's Thanks for coming on to the yeah, podcast, guys. It was always, always good to get the internationals out to South Africa and show them that we do not have giraffes roaming the cities. Yeah, we, 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 we hide those away yeah. when the tourists come. Those yeah, the last, of, the last of the imports, as we called them, has left today. Sandy Yusia, which was our first recording of the lot that came out. She is actually flying this evening. So we've finally gotten rid of every possible ex, uh, import that came to, into the country from the 4th of October onwards. It was great having them here. Yeah, I don't actually want them back again because they make a lot of noise and Vlad left condoms in everyone's bags. <laughs> He's being nice and thoughtful, I guess. Yeah. So shall we get on to the news, Al? Yes, our, our usual in the news segment. I see you've got quite a few things you want to talk about, Rod. Yeah, it's actually been pretty eventful recently. Um, we were recording this on the 31st, which means that tomorrow is November th 1st, when you guys are actually going to be getting this episode. And that means that today, for you guys, Dynamics 365, Power Apps, and Flow are officially released to the public by Microsoft. Oh, wow. 
So, so that's super exciting. So it's not going to be preview or beta dot. It's going to be interesting to switch over. Yeah. So there's there are a bunch of new things. I mean, I haven't looked at Dynamics 365 at all, so that's all new to me, and that's exciting. Uh, but the Power Apps and Flow stuff, there is also some new stuff. They're now stored in what Microsoft are calling environments. Oh. Uh, Power Apps also gets a centralized admin center, which is really cool. And through that admin center, you can put in data loss prevention policies as well. You can also now store the apps and flows by geography and team, which is nice rather than just having a flat structure as, as it was in the beta. And they're putting in a bunch of new connections, including Bitly, Campfire, Cognitive Services, Text Analysis, Instapaper, and Pinterest. Oh, wow. Yeah, that super useful business tool, Pinterest. And that's happened in two weeks, mate. Two weeks. That's the last time, uh, well, less than two weeks. A week, it's the last time we spoke and none of this was there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the big announcement coming out tomorrow. So, I'm certainly very excited about Power Apps. That's actually Flow. quite crazy. I did manage to catch, uh, at one of the SharePoint Saturdays, I managed to catch a talk on Power Apps and it looks very cool. That was Sandy's session. Yes. Another release Microsoft are putting out soon is the Cognitive Toolkit 2.0 Beta. So this is an API for people if they want to use deep learning in their apps and that sort of stuff. Microsoft is doing that as part of open sourcing AI, which is quite cool. Yeah, you know what's crazy eh? is that a lot of the guys would do what well, Matt was doing a session on Office 365 groups and Sandy was doing the one on uh, Power Apps and Flow. And Matt yeah. did his session in Cape Town on the Saturday. By the time he got to PE on the Wednesday, Microsoft had changed things <laughs> in groups. So he had, to, he had to change his demo to cater for that because the feature set releases and changes from Microsoft is so sporadic. And so quick. You really got to keep on your toes. Yeah, it's difficult for us as consultants to even keep up with what Microsoft releases. That's why I think it's roadmap.office.com is so vital to follow what's yeah. what's about to be released versus what is being released versus what might be released. Yeah, for for implementations that for clients, for people actually doing this sort of thing, that's almost not as relevant. Like you, you have to plan and implement solutions with what's currently available. And then the next time an opportunity comes up, then maybe you look at the new stuff. But you're not changing an implementation halfway through because they've released a new thing yeah. on 0365, are you? Yeah, no, you're not. It's just difficult because you might have implemented something and then Microsoft decides to change what you've implemented. So when you go back to that screen, it looks a little bit different. Yeah, that does. that is a challenge for users, for sure. And then the last bit of news I have is that on the 2nd of November, which is tomorrow for you guys, um, in New York, Microsoft is having another event. And rumors are they're going to be talking about team collaboration technologies. So that's quite important for us, us information workers, Microsoft people. Um, and one of the rumors is maybe the Skype Teams bit is going to go into beta. Yeah, I've also seen that they've now got uh, the new Skype preview built into Windows 10. It looks like a Windows 10 app. Uh, so what's your take on the new Surface Studio that was released last week? Oh, God, it's so pretty. It is, it's and so it's super pretty. expensive. Yes. <laughs> it's the price of a decent motorcycle. Yeah, but this is what Microsoft is doing with their hardware now, right? They're not 
They're not a hardware vendor. This is a concept car. If you wanted to buy a concept car, you'd pay out your nose. <laughs> this is the thing that Microsoft puts out and turns all their partners, all the Dells and the HPs and says like, look, you can make a really sweet machine. There's no reason you can't do this. And then they make something a bit more cost-effective. Yeah, but they've also got this new uh, thing that you plug onto the Surface Studio. I think it was a, the wand or something. And I'm trying to find it now. Oh, the, it's, the it's dial. crazy device. Yeah, it's a it's, dial. It's the dial. So if you're doing... That's uh, just insane, man. It's super cool. If you're doing Photoshop, you can go back through your changes and forwards. In animation programs, you can move it back and forth to run the animation. So it's super yeah. cool. It's, it's, so you, you spend the equivalent of a, of a decent motorcycle on it, and then you just have to have this little dial thing that you turn, and it makes the screen do crazy things. So I think they've finally found a purpose for the original Surface idea that came out about 10 years ago that was a 32-inch LCD with like 30 cameras built into it, the, and the, it was the, $9,000. The they're calling something. it the Surface Hub now, the, the big table thing. Those, yeah, the, the, yeah, the big, moved the big table thing. ones, those Surface Hubs are on like back order for years. Like they, they have really? sold. Yeah, yeah. People love those things. They're just not manufacturing a hell of a lot of them. And they're stupid expensive. And they're not cheap, though. No, they're, they're, they are the reverse of cheap. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, my kids have already sent me pictures saying, Dad, we want this. I laughed, and they weren't. They said, but we're not laughing. But at, I think it's at $3,000, $4,000 for the base. Yeah. That's just crazy, man. $4,000. It worked, oh, I think it was at like three triple nine. I, I paid more for I paid about the same price for my son's um, KTM Duke 125. Yeah. See, the and, thing is, but this it's, is it's, the, the, the kind of people who are going to buy this are um, professionals, right? It's graphic designers and digital artists. And to them, it's not yeah. like it, it, it's a work expense. The, this machine is going to be making them. Yes. Money. But that is interesting that you say that because I've got quite a few friends that use MacBooks. I mean, Matt Hughes, who owns a, a, a video company, uh, they do cool recordings and they usually go to, they do the uh, SPCs and they record at Ignite and they do these conference uh, films. And he's on a MacBook and today, strangely enough, he was talking about, well, he needs to get a new piece of tin and he's actually looking seriously at the Surface Book because yeah. of what Microsoft is doing with the Surface Studio and actually going into that space now. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the Surface Book kit is really cool. Yeah, and uh, Apple haven't done anything new in that space for ever. They used to no, be the de facto they... <laughs> standard, but it hasn't changed, and computing has moved on. Yeah, now they just remove things, like the escape key from their keyboard. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, when you're in the Apple ecosystem, there is no escape. Uh, true. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's it from my side around the news. The road trip was phenomenal. Uh, we've got a we've got a recording with we'll post from the AOS. We actually did a podcast recording with the AOS community for for next week, and it it actually talks about the road trip in more detail. So I'm not going to talk too much about the road trip tonight. I'm going to leave it as is, and next week we'll actually uh, publish that because next week I'll be at the MVP Summit, and we'll be recording on Tuesday at 9 p.m. coming to you live from Channel Nine Studios. In Seattle, it's going to be epic. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. I'm super excited. We're going to yeah. have some great guests on. And uh, yeah. super cool to be on Channel 9. 
we'll actually have we'll have four guests on with myself and we'll be skyping in the modlin all the way from sunny south africa so that's a good plan so please do yeah. uh tune in next week at nine yeah we might i think we'll we'll i'm not sure if we'll be live streaming i must actually check if channel nine will be live streaming um for that as well but you'll definitely be able to get the recording the following week when i get back sweet today's powershell commandlet is set sp info path forms template so the so what the, yes so this is for you get it sets the properties of an info path 2013 form template 2013 because that's the latest iteration we have of it obviously so what we mean by the properties is it can modify the category of a form or specify the browser streams for the form template if you've got uh, if you're doing multiples of that this is quite uh, in-depth info path dev here so the uh, parameters you'll need is you'll need the identity which is the GUID of the form you're updating you can give it an assignment collection for uh, assignment collection for scripting and then the category that you're moving it to I, I'd, I'd get really excited about it but um, it's InfoPath, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I'd still like InfoPath, damn it. Look, InfoPath's cool until you try to print it, because then it prints the ID of the column, not just the information inside the column. Well, you can make print views on InfoPath, AL. Yeah, you just need to be sure that what it's displaying is not the ID, Yeah. the you, actual column, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you need to actually build it properly. This is true. <laughs> Touche. All right. Thank you very much for joining me, Al. Yeah, it's great to chat to you. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can find us online. Our website is twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. On Twitter, we are at twoguyssharepoint. Yep. Al's on Twitter. Yeah, you can grab me at, at Alistair Pugin. And for all those people that have attended my sessions at SharePoint Saturday, um, the only thing you need to remember is Two guys in SharePoint.co.za or on Twitter at Two Guys SharePoint. Yep, and I'm on Twitter at OddModlin. So I'll chat to you probably live from Seattle. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Great stuff. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, guys.